Are you ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> you got your earbuds? Yeah, I got them in, so should be good to go. So I got to ask you, because the podcast is called Behind the Wheel, are you always behind the wheel? Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. So living in Baltimore, in the inner city, I was present when the Freddie Gray riots occurred. Baltimore was actually the first city in America to come up with a essentially legal way to ban African-Americans' property ownership within white residential areas. Transformation is a two-sided marketplace where we introduce artisanal and emerging uh, brands, mainly snack brands, to consumers at key moments where they're most engaged. Hi, I'm Derek, and this is Behind the Wheel, a show dedicated to highlighting the accomplishments of ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things within the communities. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcast. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Oxley, and today's episode is brought to you by the folks at the Creative Running Collection, an eclectic ensemble of artists from all walks of life and disciplines. I mean, we're talking established to wannabe writers, actors, directors, artists, bloggers, vloggers, videographers, podcasters, journalists, producers, and editors who are passionate about creating content for running and entertainment purposes. Still, but more importantly, they inspire people to pursue a healthy lifestyle by helping them identify their purpose, maximize their potential accelerate their growth and continuing the cycle. In other words, they help people IMAC their life. So, if you've got some hidden talent and you're looking for a safe place to express, own, and display your talent, shoot them an email at the Behind the Wheel Morning Show at gmail.com. If you're an entrepreneur or small business owner or know of an entrepreneur or small business owner looking to advertise in the Behind the Wheel podcast but weren't certain as to whether or not there was a possibility, we have eliminated all the guesswork. It certainly is a reality. Who's this we you're talking about? You know it's just you. I'm not going to go with we. We now have... We going with we? I think we're going to go with we. Let's try. We now have the ability for you to sponsor an episode. How cool is that? Your ad can run pre, mid, or post roll. Simply visit coffee.com forward slash BTW podcast. The details will be in the show notes. That's KO hyphen FI.com forward slash BTW podcast. And one of the cool things about coffee.com is it allows supporters of the show to buy me a cup of coffee. You all know I like coffee. So. Shout out to Latoya Shantae, Soul Inspired, Kimberly Hall, and Kim Isaiah. That's why I'm all hyped up on this coffee. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Baby Ox, Baby O, D-Rock, D-Living Still! Woo! Yo, how y'all doing? Oh, this is warm. This is kind of warm. How y'all doing today? Hope you're doing well. I'm at the uh, D&D location, you know, the, the original satellite office. Uh, locally here in Wally World, Connecticut, where it all started going through the drive-through. So it's only fitting that I'm here. You know, it's it's uh, you know what season it is, right? It is, it is. If you don't know, it is pumpkin season. Oh my God, the pumpkin is back, baby! Oh, you gotta love pumpkin, man. You like pumpkin? I know somebody who doesn't like pumpkin. I'm not particularly a fan of pumpkin. So you know, I, I bought some coffee. And it happened to be pumpkin coffee because it was because uh, it's pumpkin season, and uh, yeah, it's caffeinated. It's already ground up. She's not particularly a fan of pumpkin. You know, Vaughn doesn't like pumpkin coffee. Oh well, I like pumpkin. 
Who doesn't like pumpkin? And then, you know, enjoy it while you can, while it's here. You know, they got the pumpkin muffin. That's a lot of sugar, yo. It's all right. It's all good. I don't have a pumpkin muffin this morning. What I do have is a cinnamon raisin bagel and the coffee because uh, that's how I roll without butter. Mm -hmm. So a lot going on in the news. Um, it's like, oh, you know, this is this is what you would call, I guess, denunciation, denouncing politics. You know, everybody's got to denounce something. And you try to get people... To, uh, to denounce something. Yeah, I was trying to get in contact with my man, Dwayne Taylor. Dwayne Taylor is um, used to, is a former police officer out in, uh, out in Windsor, Connecticut. I was trying to get in contact with him uh, yesterday. He's just uh, returning my buzz. So let me, let me just give him a buzz back. Yeah, man. So anyhow... You know, just just everyone's. You know, you gotta denounce this. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta come out and speak out against this. I'm like, yeah, I really don't have to speak out against something that you don't want to speak out against. If you feel strongly about something, I don't think you need to be prompted to speak out against it. This is what I'm saying. If you feel strongly about something, you don't really in this environment. You don't. No one has to prompt you to say, "What are you? What are your thoughts on this?" Yo, if they haven't spoken about it yet, they really haven't formulated any thoughts on it or they're remaining quiet for a reason. You prompting them to talk about it, if they haven't talked about it, means they're not interested in it. It's not something they're concerned about, you know? What are your thoughts on this? What is your take on this? Yo, they haven't spoken about it. They don't care, you know? Because if they felt strongly about it, they would talk about it, right? And so when you press them on it, you know, the president was pressed on uh, Rittenhouse, well, hey, the guy was, you know, what it looks like, you've seen the same video I saw, you know, it looks like he was, you know, backing up, you know, running. Hey, if he wouldn't have defended himself, you know, the likelihood of him being killed is, uh, is pretty, pretty high. But there's no, there's no question about, yo, he's a 17-year-old with a gun. You know, this is the, this is the, the leader of the nation, yo. Crime is crime. Right is right, wrong is wrong. But when you start equivocating, you start waffling, you start, you know, jockeying for position. Yo, it's like it becomes crazy. You become, you know, ah, man, did you really, you just really justified it just now. And and maybe they pressed him on it so he could make that statement. It was, she was trying to get her question out. She was like, yo, wait, wait. And he walks off the stage. But not before saying, yo, this guy, you know, they're very nice people rolling through caravans of people, unannounced, uninvited, I should say, rolling into Portland. Like, yo, we here. What up? The paintballs are just agitating, just starting trouble. You know what I mean? They're just going to be there. They're not there to keep the peace. They're not peace officers. They're not invited. They're not part of the government, you know? I don't know if he thinks his base is part of the government and they're there doing God's will. Nah, not doing God's will. They're there doing whatever they feel like doing. And what I can't understand, what I don't understand, well, that was a pretty wide turn there, lady, coming in illegally on the do not enter entrance. You know, almost hit the vehicle, man. This is like, pretty intense. Anyhow, and so when you, when you think about rolling in there uninvited, and now you you you're in this this town like yo like you running a place and causing havoc. You know, it's like well, paintball, paint, paint, 
gun. It doesn't really, it doesn't really harm anyone. And what I don't understand is like you'll have these folks waiting until there's an incident so they can show up. Like if you really about it, about it, don't don't so don't don't get don't don't wait under until there's there's a problem so you can go hide, you know, within the mix of everyone else and then be upset like yo, you call me out on my racist crap. Like you're out there. Just be out there. You know you're a racist. You know you're out there. Don't wait until it's, and now we're doing this thing. No, like if you really, you, this is how you feel about black people. This is how you feel. Then come out and do it. Don't wait until somebody's out there protesting the fact that, yo, you, you've been killing people without any, any, any consequence for years. And then they get off, you know, oh, talking about, you know, they, they're, they're, you know, they choke. They choke. Yo, this is not a game. What do you, are you? They choke a quarter of a second. They choke. No, see, they had plenty of time to go and stop Jacob. More than a quarter of a second to restrain him. They had plenty. It's not choking. Choking is what athletes do. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want my, I don't want law enforcement officers choking. Like, uh, clutch in the middle, down, you know, at the buzzer. And he chokes. No, this is this is life or death. This is not basketball. See, this is problem when you when you use jargon. You know, choking. You know, choking. That's not choking. I wouldn't have went with choking, especially after they choked out my man George Floyd. I wouldn't have went with choking. They are choking, yo. They they're intentionally killing folks. They are intentionally killing folks. They're not choking. Choking is something totally different that happens. You know, that happens on the basketball court. That happens. Or, you know, in a football game. That happens in a sports arena. Choking, no. When you intentionally kill someone, it's not you choking. You might have choked them out. That's what they did to Eric Gardner. They choked him to death. You know what I mean? They applied that illegal chokehold. And so do you keep using these these states as, yo, you know, what happens in, what happens is going on in Chicago. What's going on in New York? The crime rate is rising. That's where you from. You remember New York. Hmm? And the crime rate was down while Julian was there. Stuff, stuff has started to change. You know, with your stop and frisk. And what I don't get is how they, they Biden had to overcome this whole idea of, you know, uh, you know his, his crime bill and, and, and things that he did in office is making it seem as though, you know, he was too tough on crime, you know not making the same. He, he had put some stuff out there and he evolved as a politician. And so for the, for the Trump campaign to cast him as though he was, he saw somehow soft on crime is, is how do how do they, what do you say? How do you square that one? How do you, how do you, how do you square that? <laughs> oh my God, these freaking cliches kill me. How, how do you square that one? Yeah. How do you, how do you reconcile that? You can't, it doesn't make sense. Doesn't make, you can't really put those two together. And I'm glad Biden came out and and uh, had some some words to say about um, why don't I just play them? The job of a president is to tell it straight from the shoulder, tell the truth, to be candid, to face facts, to lead, not to incite. That's why I'm speaking to you today. The incumbent president is incapable of telling us the truth. The senseless violence of looting and burning and destruction of property. I want to make it absolutely clear, something very clear about all of this. Rioting is not protesting. Looting is not protesting. 
Setting fires is not protesting. None of this is protesting. It's lawlessness, plain and simple. And those who do it should be prosecuted. Violence will not bring change. It'll only bring destruction. No, it's not what uh, Dr. King or John Lewis taught. And it must end. Fires are burning and we have a president who fans the flames rather than fighting the flames. But we must not burn. We have to build. This president long ago forfeited any moral leadership in this country. He can't stop the violence because for years he's fomented it. You know, he may believe mouthing the words law and order makes him strong. But his failure to call on his own supporters to stop acting as an armed militia in this country shows how weak he is. You know me. You know my heart. You know my story, my family story. Ask yourself, do I look like a radical socialist with a soft spot for rioters? Really? I want a safe America, safe from COVID, safe from crime and looting safe from racially motivated violence, safe from bad cops. Let me be crystal clear, safe from four more years of Donald Trump. Donald Trump has been a toxic presence in our nation for four years, poisoning how we talk to one another, poisoning how we treat one another, poisoning the values this nation has always held dear, poisoning our very democracy. Donald Trump is determined to instill fear in America. That's what his entire campaign for the president has come down to, fear. But I believe Americans are stronger than that. I believe we'll be guided by the words of Pope John Paul II, words drawn from the scriptures. Be not afraid. Be not afraid. Fear never builds the future, but hope does. And building the future is what America does, what we've always done. In fact, it's what we have done best and continue to do best. This is the United States of America. There's not a single thing beyond our capacity when we decide to do it together. Mm -hmm. And this is this is what Trump had to say when he was questioned about Rittenhouse. Question on coronavirus, but first, you were just criticizing Joe Biden, saying he didn't mention the far left or Antifa during his speech today. You said you wanted to talk about left-wing political violence, yeah. but I noticed you did not mention that your supporters were also in Portland this weekend, firing paintball guns at people, some form of pepper spray. So, do you want to also take this chance to condemn what your supporters did? Well, I understand they had large numbers of people that were supporters, but that was a peaceful protest. And paint is not, and paint is a defense mechanism. Paint is not bullets. Uh, your supporters, your supporters, and they are your supporters indeed, uh, shot a young gentleman who, uh, and killed him, not with paint, but with a bullet. And I think it's disgraceful. These people, they protested peacefully. They went in very peacefully. And I'll tell you what they're protesting. They're protesting when they turn on television or read whatever they may be reading and they see 
a city like Chicago, where 78 people were shot and 13 died, or a city like New York, where the crime rate has gone through the roof, or a city like Portland, where the, the entire city is ablaze all the time, and a mayor says, we don't want any help from the federal government. When these people turn that on and they see that, they say, this is not our country. This is not our country. That was a peaceful protest, totally. Rittenhouse stuff there. And just, just it, it becomes unbelievable when you start listening to these these comments and you, you wonder like why 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 did you just say that? Like Cory Booker is going to be in charge of. He he told Laura Ingram, yo, you got to be careful. They're coming for your women. They're coming for your women. I've lived in the suburbs. I lived in. I grew up in Brooklyn. You already know that, right? I have yet to be. And I've hung out in, in all five boroughs. I have yet to witness anyone in any any area saying, yo, let's leave from here and go to the white suburb and create havoc. Like people, people weren't even leaving Brooklyn and going to Manhattan unless there was a reason. I would leave just to go to I'd go to I'd travel to the Bronx to go buy records, and people would still be in the same spot when I got back home. People are not leaving. To go and, 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 yo, that's not, that's not, droves of people coming in this, this fair. Come on. It's not happening, man. That's why I think, when I, when I think about Cat Williams and his, uh, you know, his latest stand-up, it, it is, it is so on point because it, it speaks to the fact you're waiting and you're afraid of this thing happening. It's not happening. And I've lived in the suburbs. I've yet to see people come in just like, yo, the droves of people just terrorizing women and children. I, it doesn't happen, man. It's not happening. You've been talking about this, like this, this same Willie Horton theory and scaring pop folks. Yo, it's not happening. And this whole idea of you stopped, you know, low-income housing from entering into the suburbs. The, the, where I'm at, on this strip right here, it has two, it has two, you know, trailer parks, tons of gas stations. You can't get any more lower income than trailer parks, man. It's trailer parks. You know, when you're talking about folks and, and speaking to, like, they're not really, like, you really think that they're concerned about you? Like, you really think those folks, and, and, you know, and, and Trumpville are concerned about people in trailer parks? They don't even, they, they probably never even been in a trailer park. They might have drove by a trailer park. I've got a, even a parking garage over here for, you know, for you. You can park your trailer or whatever. Yo, this, these are people just trying to make a living, man. And you're out here playing games with people and their politics. You know, what happens is, you see it in, um, I've seen it in Bridgeport. I've seen it in, seen it at first starting in, in, in Brooklyn, downtown Brooklyn. You know, you, you think about areas where, yeah, you have folks who are living, you know. And then next thing you know, boom, start tearing down buildings, popping up more buildings, and rent goes sky high. And then it's like, yo, you priced out of your own neighborhood. And you're like, wait a second. How did that happen? Seen it, you know, when I moved to uh, Connecticut, seen it in Bridgeport, and it's still going on now in Bridgeport. They had this big wall that was set up, and I guess they had, they called themselves... In involving people in the community that had some graffiti artists doing some uh, graffiti on the side of the wall. Next thing you know, behind it, they start building construction. And I don't, I, I'm pretty sure that's not going to be low income housing, you know. And then you have the same thing happened in Stanford. 
started, you know, driving for Uber and, and would go downtown. They had this section near the water. And one of the guys was had, you know, dropping him off to work. And he's like, yo, this was the section that was pretty rough during the crack epidemic. And now, and now, you know, it's 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 the it's the nightlife spot, you know? And they have high rises right there on the water. I'm pretty sure they're not low-income housing. It's called gentrification. That's what happens. So you, you're, you're thinking people are, are concerned about you trying to make put the spin on for Laura. Like, yo, what people are concerned about, you, you leave from there, you walk a couple of blocks, and then you're in the hood. You're back in the hood. But not before you pass by several, several housing, you know, where, where, where studios are going for two grand. You know what I mean? Studio apartment going for two grand. Downstairs where you have a uh, a doorman, and you know you got a buzzer to get in, and then a block away you got low income housing. So this whole idea of, and that's like they're considering that like the suburbs, and that's not even that's that's like walking distance from the train station, yo, in Stamford. So this whole idea of yo, they're coming, they're coming to get you. No, no, that's just him talking that smack, man. You gotta be able to see through that. People are getting on the on the planes in these dark outfits. Law asked him like, "Where?" So, yes, yeah, it's, it's you know, Sunday investigation. I'll tell you at some point. But wait a second, yo, you just throwing stuff out there, just making stuff up. You're telling me that you got some 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 people looking all suspicious and dark clothing. Getting on a plane, like, they do go through metal detectors, right? That, that's that been happening now since, like, 9-11, right? That's been going on. And people get these random stops. Like, nobody is traveling, looking all like, like, yo, is that military paraphernalia? Maybe they were part of the military. Maybe they were, maybe they were traveling, and it was the military that you saw, or somebody saw that told you, and next thing you know, you're just repeating stuff. It just becomes so ridiculous. You know, it just becomes so ridiculous. You got to stop and ask yourself, what world are we living in, man? You know what I mean? He said, that's my bedtime. I'm old. <laughs> oh, man. Let me see if I can call him and if he'll pick up the phone. And, uh, yeah. You'll see if he called Dwayne Taylor. Yeah, Dwayne, Dwayne used to be part of Black Men Run Out in, um, in Hartford, Windsor, Connecticut. Now he's uh, retired in Florida. He said that was his bedtime. No, it doesn't look like he can pick up the phone. So, yeah, yo, that's what's up. Um, yeah, I was calling him because when, you, when I think about uh, Connecticut, and someone had reached out to me from um, Marathon Sports and Sound Runner, and I'm thinking about Connecticut in... In terms of, you know, it's 169 towns in Connecticut. And I've traveled from, I travel from Greenwich, which is at one end of the uh, state to the other end, you know, as far up as, as Hartford and beyond. And you, uh, you very seldom see black people running, man. So I think it's an opportunity um, to get, I'd like to see more people you know, that look like me running, you know, even younger people. Um, and it's something that you can do throughout the course of your life, you know, low impact, you know, ways you can, you know, just, just to get out there and stay physically fit. I think if you're, you're running and you're taking care of yourself, the chances of you, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not all stressed out. You're, you're, you're thinking clear. 
I don't think you'd be thinking about knocking somebody upside their head. You know? So that's my rationale. That's what I'm looking to do, expand and, you know, help change the complexion of, of, of the sport. You know what I mean? And so with that, y'all, I don't know what y'all got going on today, but whatever it is, y'all make it a good one. You heard? Okay. All right. I think we're good. You good? Yeah, we're good. <laughs>